Welcome to In Good Company, the podcast where we chat with women at Doctolib about their career journeys and ways to promote inclusivity in the workplace. Today, we are going to talk about communication in the context of problem solving. An analysis of 150 senior teams showed that teams that were the best at solving problems were cognitively diverse and had psychological safety. Communication is critical to ensure that everyone's perspectives are expressed. It's also a glue that binds the team together and enables them to work as a unit. Today, we'll talk with Polina, senior product designer at Doctolib, about communication as a problem-solving tool. Hi, Polina. We're delighted to have you here with us. Could you introduce yourself in a few words? Yeah, pleasure. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'm Polina, product designer um, at Doctolib. Uh, designing mostly data-heavy medical interfaces. Um, I am—I have to say that I'm um, passionate about anything visual, um, so interior design, photography, film, and so on. And I have studied psychology. Super interesting. Maybe that's why I'm interested in, <laughs> in this topic. In the topic of communication, yeah. So we we all know intuitively that communicating efficiently is a great tool to solve problems together, especially in the context of an international diverse team. How do you um, how do you deal with communicating in your projects, in your daily life, in your daily job? Mm -hmm. How does that translate, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's. It's a good question, so because a lot of people think that designers, what they do is, uh, you know, they handle colors or, <laughs> or play with shapes. Um, or, you know, I also he heard some say that we uh, put together Lego pieces together into an interface. <laughs> um, and as much as I want to deny it, it sometimes does seem like it, but I think that really what we do on a day-to-day -day, um, um, basis is we do strive for the best and most effective communication in order to solve those most complex problems. Especially at Doctolib, um, we deal with some very serious uh, uh, medical issues and we're solving problems not only for patients but also medical staff and, and doctors. Um, and we really need to be hands-on um, well, sharing information with all the stakeholders that are um, that are involved in the process of um, of um, achieving what we need to achieve in order for the app to work um, according to the user needs and so on. So, uh, so you know, so communication plays a massive role in in my job, and sometimes I do think that it's like eighty percent of what I do is communicating. It's not only designing, um, um, let's say, um, an interaction between a human and a machine and uh, making sure that those two communicate with each other successfully, but it's also then communicating to all the stakeholders and the people who take part in this solution making so that, right, we have the same the common vision of what it is that we're that we're designing and developing and then with all that after we launch product um, we need to communicate to some other external stake stakeholders in order to um, yeah just have impact with what we've just created 
Yeah, so really it's multidimensional. It's between uh, the user and the interface. It's between the different people taking part in the creation of an app. So software engineers, UX, you name it, product designers, obviously. Uh, and then there's the proper communication when we launch uh, the tool. So presenting. Presenting. Right, so right. it's, it's basically everywhere. But one context in which it's, it's essential is when uh, you need to realign people. You need to solve a problem together. Product. Yeah. So that's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. And do you have an example of a time where communicating effectively really helped uh, solving, solve an issue? Yes, actually, I've, uh, I've um, um, witnessed, uh, witnessed this, um, this example last week. Uh, it was pretty remarkable. Um, so whenever we are on a project, as designers, we never design alone. We, ne we really, really try to um, never design in silos. Right. Uh, we always try and collaborate with other designers, always show them what we're doing in order, to make sure, in order to make sure that we're consistent also with other parts of the product and so on and so forth. And because of that, we have plenty of rituals um, and uh, syncs and meetings with the team where we have the opportunity to show the designs and, uh, and gather feedback and, and um, critiques and so on. And this was one of those rituals uh, happening Thursday morning uh, when we gather all the interested uh, designers together in, my soft in, the, in the designer software in Figma. Uh, so there's no video, um, just us kind of dirtying our hands with pixels. Um, and my colleague came in with a problem, with a challenge, because um, each of those meetings has a challenge, and then we work on a challenge. So uh, she came with a challenge, and she said, from like off the bat, she said, "Look, this is a complicated one. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a complex problem, and um, and um, I hope that you guys are ready for it, <laughs> because there's a lot to cover." Um, and I kind of felt like the, the response of designers was a bit of a, oh my God, what are you coming with on a Thursday morning, you know, before coffee, what is this? Um, and then what I saw is that she was able to take that very complex issue and transform it into a story. Um, something that, you know, it's hard to say that it was relatable because what we're working, what we're dealing with is medical software. So, yeah. you know, it's hardly relatable. But uh, she was able to put it into a story um, um, that was catchy enough and intriguing enough for the designers to engage with it, ask plenty of questions about this, um, and really jump on uh, different possible solutions. I saw screens appearing, you know, in, in that file and how it sparked some, um, some um, you know, designer juices <laughs> flowing and so on and so forth. It was really great. In the end of that meeting, and it was just a one hour meeting, uh, we were able to completely redo the flow and come up with something simpler. And that's always the biggest challenge, you know, right, yeah. uh, to make something complex into something simple and seeming seamless. 
uh, I think this is... Um, yeah, that's a real one. That's a real challenge. Yes, I think this is it, yeah. So she made, uh, she piqued your interests by making it super compelling and she was able to explain something extremely clearly, essentially. That's right. I mean, I, I have to say that in the beginning of that meeting, I thought if there is one person in the end of that speech who's still there, <laughs> but all of us were there and really engaged and motivated to, to dig, dig even d deeper, you know? Yeah. Um, and I thought that this was really a great example of how communication can actually solve problems yeah. when it's done well. When it's done well. And do you have an example of the opposite way? Maybe something that didn't go well due to communication problems or? Uh, <laughs> this one is, I guess, the personal pain. Yeah. <laughs> but sure, I'll, I'll, I'll share it. Um, um, it's an example. Um, yeah, it's an example of a meeting that I had. Mm -hmm. um, it was about um, presenting two different problems. Or sorry, not one problem, but two different solutions to the problem. Uh, two stakeholders and uh, I found myself in the room with um, people with very different interests, agenda, um, needs also, you know, we, so, you know, we, we always, when we work on a challenge, on a problem, it's never just a designer, it's also a product manager, it's, it's, um, it's an engineer, uh, right, it's a user researcher, it's a UX writer, also we have UX writers at Doctolib that we collaborate very closely with. So we found ourselves, all of us in that room, discussing these solutions. And um, the moment I kind of presented it, I felt like the air in the room changed, something changed. And I felt very clearly that the solution wasn't exactly what everybody had in mind. Mm -hmm. So there was some misalignment there. Mm -hmm. And I, at that point, did not really understand what, what's causing the misalignment. And I think this was the biggest uh, issue in that meeting. So what happened was everybody started asking questions and questions and questions. And while in my head it was already a phase where we are almost able to hand off to developers and be done with it, you know, I found myself here kind of having to step back and think about it again. And it made me feel a bit uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. All these questions, the way I reacted to them, was by explaining the reasoning why those and not different decisions were made. And what I quickly understood was that, so I understood that after the meeting, but what happened was that in the end of the meeting, we didn't really find any solution together. Um, I didn't have a feeling that people were happy with what happened and how it happened. I felt like people were a bit tense and I was not sure how they are feeling leaving the room. And in the end of the day, when we reflected on it, we understood that, so maybe this is the learning, you know, from, from this whole situation, is that um, what we all wanted to happen during this meeting was that every single one of us wanted to be heard wanted to have their idea shared, acknowledged. Um, we wanted every one of us um, to maybe push it a bit further, mm -hmm. you know. It wasn't really a meeting about 
solution making so far as the brainstorm. Yeah. You know? And, um, and, um, and I think this was, this was something that made me realize that during every meeting, when you want to communicate right, it's not only about how you communicate it, but also that you understand what everybody is bringing to the table and what is this communication really about. Yeah. You know, this kind of awareness of what everybody is here about is very, very important. Especially in teams where you have such diverse perspectives, right? Between a software engineer, a designer, a UX writer, such different perspectives on the same topic. The same topic. Yeah. This is, this is one, one uh, angle that you can look at it, you know, the professional side. Yeah. But then there's also, there's so many different personalities. True. There's so many different moods on that particular moment of when the, the meeting happens. Yeah. And so on, you know, so... Yeah, definitely. All that needs to be taken, <laughs> taken into consideration. I have to, there is this, um, there's this one absolutely remarkable book. Uh, it's called Conscious Business. And I really love it because the author at some point says, remember, your stakeholders are humans too. And um, I want to say, especially as designers, but I'm not going to say it because we all are human and we should all be empathic yeah. uh, and think about who is our audience, who is the person that we're talking to. And when we know that, I think that the communication all of a sudden is much more flowing, seamless. Um, and this is particularly important when you try and solve problems together and you try and come up with some sort of simple solution to a complicated problem, right? So if you had to give like a piece of advice on how to communicate effectively to solve a problem, you've said it already, but being aware of who is in the room and what are their motivations, their expectations, what are they here for? Maybe it's about first aligning people together, uh, taking into account the full person, not just a personal side, but a personal side as well. Do you have maybe other ideas on how to communicate effectively? Um, you know, what comes to mind is, um, I remember this one class at my university okay. a long time ago, <laughs> yeah. and uh, this was a class about communication, and the teacher took us, put us in, the, in groups, five, five people, and each of us had a role. And one person, I remember, had a role of making sure that everybody is, has the space to speak. And... I think that it is almost our core responsibility as solution makers, no matter in what department, to always make sure that everybody in the room has the space to express their ideas. And it is as easy as asking questions, directing that person or the topic that this person might be interested, just giving that space. There is this um, ask rather than tell rule. Um, it is so hard to implement, <laughs> especially if you lo love talking or especially if you're excited about uh, your topic or the challenge that you're solving, you know, but, um, but it can make wonders because whenever you discuss something with someone, there is also this other rule, which is a person that you speak to might know there's always a possibility that this person knows something that you don't. 
if that's the case, then you know sky is the limit. I don't know if you find it, um, you as an, as an interviewer, you know, for you it's probably natural to ask questions, but for many people... Especially, as you said, if you are very involved, like emotionally in a project, you're super enthusiastic, or you're, maybe you're stressed out, yes. you need to deliver fast, you have pressure or whatever. So it can be hard to take the time to be receptive to what the other person or persons that's want right. to say. Yeah. All right. That's, that's really interesting uh, to really um, go beyond just uh, I'm listening to you and I have my answer ready or whatever. Yeah, that, that's also the, the really listening and paying attention, conscious attention to what the other person is saying to you. And you could, you could think about communication as this exchange, but sometimes it's also about um, passing information through. So there is a lot of that in solution making, right? I mean, if you want to achieve a goal together, you need to make sure that what you know, all the information that you have in your brain is kind of transferred into the brain of the team. And how do you do that? You know, not, not, not all of us are blessed with, um, with this kind of skill because it's a skill to talk clearly, just like the colleague of mine that I mentioned, yeah. right? From last week, yeah. Yes. So... She, having the ideas and actually transfer them in, in such a way that everybody else understands and they know exactly what you mean. And it's so funny because recently I noticed that there is one hack. Okay. That you can, <laughs> the hack. It's time for the hack. It's the hack time uh, that you could use and, um, and, and see for yourself if it works. So... Um, When you have an idea or ideas, think paragraphs. That's, that's kind of, in a nutshell, what it is. Think paragraphs. So when you write, I don't know if you, if you like writing or, or reading, you notice that the way paragraphs are um, built, structured, it's kind of, it's not always the same, but it's kind of like there is a main thought in the beginning, Then there is something in the middle, like a substance of it, maybe an example, maybe, an, and so on, and the ending. And it would be so amazing if everybody who speaks think that way. Mm. And, this is, and this is the way, like, and, and communicate this way, you know? You first say your main thought, then you blah, blah, blah. You develop. Yeah, maybe some people already you, you lose them. Okay, fair enough. But you have this hook in the end mm -hmm. where you can catch their attention back and they are still fine with the essential message that you're sending. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's very easy to drown yourself in the blah, blah, blah. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when we work on a complex product such as yours and we can get lost in the technical details sometimes. So, yeah. Totally. All right. So thank you so much, Polina, for joining us today. This was a, a super interesting topic, extremely universal, I would say. Who, who doesn't need to solve problems? Mm -hmm. Maybe designer more than other people, I don't know. <laughs> thank you so much, and thank let's you. meet again for a new episodes. Bye, everyone. If you wanted to dive in this topic, we recommend Articulating Design Decisions by Tom Griever, Beach Anything by Oren Klaff, 
Conscious Business by Fred Kaufman and Nonviolent Communication by Marshall Rosenberg. You can follow us on our socials at Lifehack.tolib on Instagram and TikTok. If you like this podcast, be sure to tell your friends and give us a five-star review.